0: Good afternoon, Michigan and places beyond streaming on the iHeart app. You found the huge show. You have not found Bill Simonson, however. The huge one has taken a couple days off. This is Jeff Risen from the Lions Wire, the Detroit Lions podcast and Draft Wire. Checking in for the next couple days. And we're going to lean on the Draft Wire part of things here with our next guest. Uh, I am very excited to, to bring this guy on. He is uh, one of my best friends in the business. He actually hired me once upon a time for, if you remember, Draft Breakdown, the old website where you could, uh, you could watch clips of different players. They were isolated, so you didn't have to watch the entire game. You could just watch the clips of the players doing their thing. This was a guy that created that. Uh, he has moved on since then to do bigger and better things, and he, uh, he's a Bears fan. And he now runs a fantastic Bears site. And I'm going to cater a little bit to the people that are here in West Michigan uh, because there are a lot of you Bears fans out here. Uh, Brian Perez. Brian, it is good to be with you. Thanks for joining me here on The Huge Show.
3: Jeff, it's my pleasure, man. I couldn't think of a better way to spend a a summer... Wednesday afternoon, and speaking with you, little Bears Lions conversation, getting ready for the season, man. It's
0: my yeah. pleasure. Awesome. So you run the the Bears Talk. Uh, it's it's both a website and a podcast. Uh, just talk a little bit about what you've got going on there, um, and and where people can find that uh, before we get into it here.
3: Yeah, first, I apologize for the the timing of the helicopter flying overhead, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the website is bears dot It's uh, it's a passion project that I decided to launch after. You know, several years of covering the Chicago Bears for outlets like USA Today and NBC Sports Chicago. I just figured now is the time to uh, get back into having my own digital property, like you referenced before with Draft Breakdown. So, Bears Talk is is uh, is a you know one part passion project, another part just bringing uh, the best possible content to Chicago Bears fans, and maybe some some of those uh, fans are like you said in in that Michigan Detroit area too. You never know. So yeah. uh, it just been a blast. <laughs>
0: So you are an unabashed Bears fan, but you are not necessarily. So uh, Brian and I go way back here, folks. Um, I, I would say that he's a very enthusiastic fan. And this is this is a time where you're probably feeling a little bit better about your team. Just your general state of where the Chicago Bears are at as we they enter training camp, where they started yesterday or today, um, where where your head is about the Bears in general.
3: Well, I think it all starts with the quarterback, right? The optimism that Bears fans feel right now, even after having a season where the team finished with the number one overall pick, which goes to show how bad the year was, it's still a very uh, strong, overwhelming feeling of optimism because of the quarterback. And look, it's well-documented the Chicago Bears are the only team in the NFL that never had a 4,000-yard passer. they just have never been able to get that position right. But it feels like finally that's going to change with Justin Fields. And with that expectation of him taking that big leap here in year three, second season with the same offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, getting guys like DJ Moore and hopefully a committed and healthy Chase Claypool, new right tackle and Darnell Wright. All signs are pointing to the offense finally reaching that modern era level. And then Matt Eberflus being a defensive-minded head coach with some, still some pretty good players on that defense. Bears fans are optimistic, cautiously optimistic. I mean, it's not like Bears fans are thinking that Chicago is going to go from worst to first in the NFC North. But Jeff, as you and the Lions fans out there know, this NFC North is is up for grabs. Aaron Rodgers is gone, which means it's literally anyone's division now. And why not the Bears? I think the Bears fans are having that perspective entering the season, saying, "Why not us?" There is a chance Chicago could have the best quarterback in the division. And if you have the best quarterback in the division, you have a chance to win that division every year.
0: All right. You probably just caused some traffic accidents here in Michigan, saying that Justin Fields would be the best quarterback in in the NFC North. And uh, so uh, you know this, and and people who follow me from the draft know this. I was a very big Justin Fields advocate from him coming out in the draft. But we have not seen him be the passing um, – He's not. he just hasn't thrown the ball well. How much of that do you put on Fields, and how much of that do you put on a, a supporting cast of last year? And I've, I've said this on the stairways before, I'll say it again. Tom Kennedy, who was on the Detroit Lions practice squad, would have been wide receiver one for Chicago last year, and they didn't have a single offensive lineman playing at the end of the season that would be on the Lions roster, period. How much does Fields take um, uh, take responsibility for not being that guy, and how much of the supporting cast do you, do you place that blame on?
3: Yeah, I I think you know you got to go all the way back to his rookie season when Matt Nagy was charged with that critical first year development, and Matt Nagy proved during his time with Mitch Trubisky, for whatever Trubisky was worth, that he really couldn't get it right with him. And Nagy was pretty much exposed uh, for not being the offensive guru everyone thought he was when you don't have Patrick Mahomes executing the plays, right? Um, So he was hampered by that. He was hampered by that, and his first year. And then last year, like you said, Jeff, I mean, the wide receivers he was throwing to were Dante Pettis and equanimous St. Brown and Velas Jones, who was the butt of every joke after last year's NFL draft and, and Simba Webster. And guys, I can't even remember catching passes toward the end of the year, which what did Justin Fields show NFL fans and bears fans, even with that supporting cast, he was going to find a way to score points and move the ball. And he had one of the most dynamic rushing seasons in the history of the league for a quarterback. He would have broken Lamar Jackson's record had he played that last game. So, sure, the passing was not where Bears fans, NFL fans, draft guys like you and me would have expected him to be right where he, where he should be at right now. But the, it was a new offense, second year in the league, second system that he's learning a completely revamped wide receiver core from last year to this year. The number one receiver at the end of last year was Dante Pettis. He's probably not even going to make the team this year. So, that's the difference in skill that's been elevated around him and I think I go going back to the rushing point Jeff. A lot of people say, "Oh, he's a he's a runner, he's not a throw."
0: He's a running back a running playing quarterback.
3: quarterback. Exactly, but what people fail to realize is Justin Fields is a playmaker. He's been a playmaker since he was in high school. He's a playmaker at Ohio State. He's a playmaker now in the NFL. And playmakers, what do they do? They find a way to make plays, even if the supporting cast around them is terrible. The Bears traded for Chase Claypool last year at the trade deadline because Justin Fields actually went on a heater, and they were winning games despite having no one for him to throw to. Yes, he was doing it with his legs, but points are points in the NFL, right, Jeff? And he was scoring points for the Bears. They were at around 30 points a game for a stretch last year without him having the weapons that he now has. Look, this season, no more excuses, right? This interview next year, this time, if Justin Fields is still throwing for 2,400 yards and 12 touchdowns, now the excuses have run out because DJ Moore is a recognized top-tier player. Darnell Mooney slides back into his... Should where he should be at a number two guy, Chase Claypool, a hit or miss downfield guy. You never know what you're going to get with him. But Justin Fields should make it work with those guys. There's no more excuses, and I don't think any Bears fan or people inside a house hall. I don't think anybody has any concern because if there was Jeff Bryce Young would be the quarterback of the Bears right now. It wouldn't be Justin Fields. Yeah, they had. So the, she, there's the, no concerns about that.
0: Yeah, they they had their chance to to get out if they wanted, and they clearly uh, they they clearly believe in Fields. We're talking with Brian Perez from uh, the Bears Talk uh good old friend of mine here uh, on the huge show. Uh, you're running back from last year. David Montgomery is now in Detroit. What can Lions fans expect to get from David Montgomery?
3: Listen, that, that was the most painful part of this offseason was losing him. Uh, I think the biggest fear that bears fans have is that David Montgomery will do to the bears twice a year, what he's traditionally done to the lions twice a year. And that's, a hard-nosed, tough running between-the-tackles runner who has a lot more wiggle than people realize. He runs at that low center of gravity. I, You know, if you go back, Jeff, you and I like throwing old-school names around. If any of your listeners remember the old-school Jamal Anderson from the Atlanta Falcons.
0: Oh, the dirty he's, birds.
3: <laughs> he's, a, he's a Jamal Anderson light in terms of his style. And I think what's going to happen is now that he has an actual professional offensive line that he's running behind. And now that he has a play caller who will know how to utilize his skill set. I don't think David Montgomery's even scratched the surface in terms of what kind of back he can be in the league. I had him in that draft class with a higher grade than Josh Jacobs, and I think he could end wow. up having a twelve hundred yard, ten to twelve touchdown season, even with Jameer Gibbs there doing what he's gonna do this year. So I think uh Lions fans should be very excited. You're talking about a twenty five year old running back who has never been utilized by Chicago the way he is supposed to be. But he is a Traditional big-bodied, twenty-plus carry a game running back that Matt Nagy would go literally quarters, and I'm not, that's not an exaggeration—like quarters without giving him the ball. So uh, you know, Lions fans should be excited. They they have a really exciting one-two punch. Lining up for them this
0: year. Good, good. That's, that's good to hear. And I, I will say, you bring up the Jamal Anderson thing. One of the things that I noted in seeing David Montgomery in person was how hard he can plant his foot and explode out of it. That was unexpected because you didn't really see that at, with with the Bears so much. But as you noted, Brian, uh, that's probably some coaching uh, issues that, that went along 100%. with it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So what have they done to replace him in Chicago?
3: So they added Deonta Foreman who I think is a sneaky, you know, the draft Knicks back in the day, two thousand seventeen draft, or remember him as a two thousand yard back from Texas who has been dealt with one bad injury after another in his early run of his career last year with Carolina, finally gets a chance to be the quote unquote guy after Christian McCaffrey gets traded. He was really good, like really productive. Yeah. Guys, oh, Lions fans yards. know that
0: very well. He ran for over 200 yeah. against us.
3: <laughs> he was He's a good player. And you know, as well as anybody, Jeff, he's a big body, light feet, uh, better burst than you would think. He's the kind of guy he'll be able to replace David Montgomery for what the Bears used David Montgomery for last year and in seasons past. And they drafted Roshan Johnson, B. John Robinson's backup, basically, in the fourth round of this year's draft. Roshan is... Uh, he's already considered. He, he's big. <laughs> he's a big dude. He runs hard. He's a good pass blocker, which is where Khalil Herbert and Deonta Foreman struggle a little bit. And the Bears, like, love this guy. The day he was drafted, day three, and like I said, Jeff, you and I go way back in the draft world. I mean, do you remember ever scouts and front office guys talking about a fourth-round pick as, quote, a potential pillar of the organization? That's what they were saying about Roshan Johnson after they drafted him. So it's going to be a legitimate three-headed monster at least to start training camp. The Bears are calling it a reps chart, not a depth chart. So it's going to be interesting to monitor I, how I that like thing shakes out. But you know what? At the end of the day, Khalil Herbert, he averaged 5.7 yards a carry last year. That dude can run. Deonta Foreman, good player. Roshan Johnson, he's coming into the league with all the skills you need to be a legitimate three down back. So I think the Bears will be fine at running back. And when you add Justin Fields to the mix and that extra half a second, those linebackers and safeties are going to have to wait to make sure Justin Fields doesn't have the ball. That's going to give guys like Herbert and Foreman and Roshan a better chance to make plays.
0: Yeah, I I was a big Roshan Johnson fan. Uh, he was out at the Senior Bowl last year, and he he broke his hand in the first practice, uh, and finished that practice, and actually still caught the ball even though he had a broken hand. That was pretty darn impressive. And he is a big dude. He is every bit of I think it's 235 pounds. He's
3: uh, yeah, he's and his leadership and his work ethic, character guy. He was you know already uh, making a name for himself at rookie minicamp in May. When they're after a position meeting or offensive meeting, everybody leaves the room, and Roshan Johnson's the guy hanging around cleaning up all the empty water bottles when nobody's watching, nobody's looking, nobody's telling these guys to do this stuff. Those little things, those little acts of leadership is what I think is has the Bears really excited about him. To be honest, I look at him, you know, he's gotta prove it on the field. There are times, Jeff, I watch his film, I say, is this like is he more Latavius Murray, you know, than DeMarco Murray? Like okay. I don't know exactly what version he'll be. He's that long, tall, power back some guys hit. Some of those guys wash out of the league really quick. You hope the work ethic guy can last. We'll see when the bullets fly for real
0: talking to brian perez from the bears talk we're gonna we're mixing it up a little bit here on the huge show today um, catering some more to the the west michigan crowd here um, as we come at you live on the huge show uh, brian i want to i want to get your impression from a bears point of view about the detroit lions like the, obviously the, the lions finished the year eight and two they they, they have all this national buzz what is your takeaway from a bears perspective on on like is, is it Should should Lions fans be this excited about where we are? Should we be thinking division title and, and visions of hosting a playoff game for the very first time, or our, 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 are you going to be a little more
3: skeptical about it? You know what? I think it's the Bears view the Lions, the Bears fans view the Lions the same way Lions fans probably view the Bears, whereas you really can't believe it until you see it, right? Like the Lions have such a long history of frustration disappointment, let down, losing seasons, just like the Bears. Long seasons of those. So if the Bears were coming into the year favored to win the North, favored to be a playoff team, maybe even a dark horse in the NFC, Lions fans would have a hard time buying that narrative because we know those Bears. It's the same old Bears. It is what it is. And Bears fans, I think, are discounting the Lions a little bit too much because of what's happened in the past. It's like the old scouting term we throw around all the time, Jeff. You don't scout the helmet, you scout the player. Absolutely. You don't want to look at the Detroit Lions and say, yeah, it's the Lions. They're not going to make noise. It's the same old Lions. Well, not really. Not with Dan Campbell. Jared Goff has always been an underrated quarterback. They have the skill weapons in the backfield now. One of the best offensive lines in the league. A defense that is young, up-and-coming, can be ferocious – I don't know, but I mean it sounds like a team that's gonna win a lot of games. Despite the fact that it's got the, you know, the Honolulu blue and the Lions helmet on. It sounds to me like a team that's gonna win a lot of games, but Bears fans are always gonna be, you know, they're always gonna be guarded against thinking the Lions are gonna suddenly be the NFC North's supreme being. You know, it's it's yeah. a hard reality in a post Aaron Rodgers life in the NFC North when this time every year All your Lions fans who are listening right now, maybe the few Bears fans who are tuning in, we're always used to it's an Aaron Rodgers division. Until someone knocks off Aaron Rodgers, the Packers are the favorite no matter what. That's not the case anymore. In fact, the Packers are probably fourth in preseason NFC North projections with the Vikings and Lions jockeying for that number one spot. So we'll see. Pressure's on, right, Jeff? The one thing we'll find out about the Lions is can they live up to the hype? Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think the Lions are used to starting a season as the leader in the clubhouse in the division.
0: So it, it's, gonna it's been a very long. It's that been that a way. very long time since we could say that. So I, I want to talk. I want to ask you, Brian, Brian Perez from the Bears, talk here. Uh, let's talk about the Packers for a little bit because uh, Bears fans and Lions fans have a mutual hatred for uh, the people in Wisconsin and and number twelve in particular, who's now gone. What do you think is going to happen with Jordan Love? Uh, I have my take on it. I have uh, largely based on, on what I saw from him at Utah State in, in the draft world, but uh, it can't work, can it? it can, they can't hit three in a row, right?
3: It, it's not going to. I mean, he, the Packers are going to experience the, the window that Bears fans experience with Mitch Trubisky because Jordan okay. Love is essentially Mitch Trubisky wearing green and gold. He is not going, and I mean the bad Mitch Trubisky. I don't mean the 2018 Matt Nagy calling Santa's sleigh in the back of the end zone. and Those those garbage plays actually worked. I'm talking like the real Mitch Trubisky, who is now a journeyman, Mark Sanchez-like backup quarterback, who is what he should have always been projected as coming out of North Carolina. Jordan Love, to me, was never a first-round quarterback. I never saw it on film. He lived off of one good junior season. And for as great as Aaron Rodgers is... If you are the dude, if you are showing in practice that you are the dude, you will do to Aaron Rodgers what Aaron Rodgers did to Brett Favre. You will push them out a little, a year or two earlier than they probably should go. And he was never able to do that while he was in Green Bay. And when he did get his limited chances to play, he did not look like anything more than your standard run-of-the-mill backup quarterback. So I think the Packers, 30 years, Jeff, 30 years in a oh, row. It's been a long time. All of fame quarterback play. That will not extend anymore. They're going to be back in the market for a quarterback in next year's draft. I think Bears and Lions fans should really hope that the Packers are like a middling, mid-level team. Maybe they squeeze out seven wins so they're not picking in that top ten. They're not suddenly in the Caleb Williams hunt because we don't want to just have one year. With no Hall of Fame level quarterback on the roster. Darn straight. They got to start their stretch. They got to start their, they got to experience what Lions and Vikings and Bears fans have experienced and, you know, swing and miss on a few guys before they land that next QB.
0: Uh, your, your lips to everybody's ears here on the huge show. now. Brian Perez, um, Bears guy, draft guy, but he's uh, he's spreading good tidings with anti Packers sentiment. And that that's certainly something that all of us in, in state of Michigan want to hear. Uh, Brian, uh, real quick, uh, your projection for where the Bears wind up win wise. I know I know it's early. I'm not going to hold you to it. But like as training camp starts, what are you thinking for their win range total?
3: I think the Bears have a chance to shock a lot of people, get into the double-digit win territory. But, you know, know, here's the thing, though, right, Jeff? So I put on Twitter the other day, and it was amazing, the vitriol that came back from the Lions and Packers and Vikings fans, where I said, I could see the Bears winning 11 games. And I think when you make a statement like that, fans are still getting used to the 17-game schedule. So, like back in the day, 11 and 5, like you're competing for a bye in the first round. Yeah. Right? 12 and 4. 11 and 6 is now like the new 10 and 6. And if I said a team is going to go 10 and 6 a couple years ago, that's a good wild card level, maybe compete for the division type of year. That's the new 11 and 6. I could see the Bears having an 11 and 6 type of finish. If everything goes well, if all the offensive pieces click and Justin Fields takes that year three leap, 11 and 6 should be the expectation with what they've invested in the offense, what they've invested in the quarterback and the expectations for a top, basically top 10 first round quarterback in year three, 11 and six should be the expectation. So I could see it happening. I could see the NFC North coming down to a really exciting race in December where the lions and Vikings and bears are all within a couple of games of each other. And, you know, it could be a really exciting holiday season, depending on how you do it.
0: Brian Perez, Eternal Optimist. That's one of the reasons why I love you, <laughs> buddy. Uh, tell people where they can find you and where they can listen to you.
3: For sure, man. Uh, on Twitter or whatever, X, whatever it's called now. I can't I mean, keep track of it. I can't keep track of it. too old for this. You know, stuff. In, the, in the span of a week, we got threads, and now there's no more Bird and there's X. I don't know what's <laughs> going on anymore. But um, whatever that site is, it's at Brian Perez NFL and at the Bears Talk. And uh, also, if you are a few Bears fans, if you're out there, uh, bears talk.com. We just uh, launched a new NFL mock draft simulator on the site. So Ooh. come on over and play around with that. And I also have uh, a fun little social network that we're building uh, at community.bears talk.com to kind of, you know, get those Packers and Vikings in. Maybe we'll let some Lions fans like you in, Jeff. <laughs> well, and Jeff. Uh, I appreciate
0: there. that. And I will say, you know, I, I live on the west coast of, of Michigan. and There are a lot of Bears fans here. So uh, you, you are not speaking to just a, a handful. There, There's a lot. They're, they're starting to come out of the closet a little bit, too. They're getting a little bit more bold. They're, they're starting to feel what you are. That my, my personal take is that the Bears are a year behind where the Lions are. Um, this is their season to take the step from being last place and also rans for a while into being competitive, and maybe not making the playoffs, but at least scaring some teams. I think that's where the Bears are, and i uh, I, I still think I still think the Lions are better, uh, and I'm going to hold hold on to that.
3: Oh no, Rod! Hey, listen, you're right, Jeff. Uh, top to bottom, Lions are better. But I always say, and I will always say, you bet on the quarterback. And if I'm going Justin Fields versus Jared Goff, when it all matters most, you know you know who I'm taking, Jeff. And maybe the <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> and also for all the Bears fans out there, you can head over to YouTube at the Bears Talk, our podcast, video channel, everything's on there too. we got to make sure I throw that in. All
0: right, Brian. Brian Perez, thanks so much for joining us, buddy. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the college scouting trail, if not uh, in Indianapolis next summer or
3: winter. You got it, Jeff. Anytime, man. I appreciate it. It's a lot right. Fun.
0: So we, we, we try to do things a little bit differently when I'm in the studio here hosting the huge show. And, uh, and we got some Bears talk going on. Uh, spun it to the Lions a little bit. Uh, look, Brian, I love Brian. He's 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 one of my best friends in the business. He he actually hired me. He's one of the reasons why I am the managing editor for the Lions Wire. Uh, he used to run the Bears Wire. and He got me in and I'm eternally grateful for that. So I'm repaying the favor a little bit there. And uh, you know, good things to say about David Montgomery. Good things to say about Dan Campbell. Uh, it's it's going to be a fun year. He's right though. The the NFC North is wide open this year. The Lions are the certainly the the leaders going into it. But uh, we, as as he said, you know, it's tough to have the confidence when you've had the organizational systematic failure uh, of of so many years. But these are not those Lions. I cannot stress that enough. But uh, thanks thanks Brian for joining us. When we get back, we're going to shift gears back to the Michigan football and Jim Harbaugh, suspension, trouble, cover-up, whatever. Uh, Clayton Safey is going to be joining us live from Indianapolis when we get back.
4: From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Hey, it's Brett from the Michigan Sports Network for my friends on the DraftKings Casino app. So right now, they've got a great deal going for new customers who sign up using promo code HUGE. If you do that and deposit at least $5, you can get a match on that first deposit and score up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Pretty simple. All you got to do is sign up using promo code HUGE and you can play the classic games like slots, roulette, and blackjack and exclusive games you can't find anywhere else. And one of the best parts of this app is it's safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you're ready. Just download the DraftKings Casino app now and sign up with promo code HUGE and you'll get a match on your first deposit of $5 or more up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up, Michigan only, one per opted-in customer. Minimum $5 deposit, max match $2,000. Deposit and bonus amount require 15 times playthrough within 30 days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply.
3: He hasn't made a putt all day, but if he makes this one, we're all cracking a labat. Hold it. Did you say if your buddy makes this putt, we're all cracking a labat? How about a labat blue light? Uh, yeah. Hey, buddy, you can do it! It's a left to left-to-right break, just outside the cup, a touchdown hill. Appreciate the support. You guys mind if I putt now? Oh, uh, yeah, sure, sure, sure.
1: Best putt ever. Because making the big shot is better with a big crowd.
2: Labatt takes everything to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, 2023 labat usa buffalo new york all rights reserved labat regulations u.s trademark of labat brewing company limited hey buddy where's my labat blue light he made the putt for crying out loud i want my labat blue light Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook
1: app from Soar Eagle. Anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game.
2: Sign up now and get up to one thousand dollars. That's right, up to one thousand dollars for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be twenty-one or older in Michigan to play. You're listening to the Huge
0: Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Now. Welcome back to the Huge Show. This is not a Jim Br- James Brown concert. Feels like it a little bit. Got the vibe going. Producer Brett spinning the tunes. Love it, man. Bringing the positive funk energy today. Good stuff. This is Jeff Risden sitting in for Bill while he takes a couple days off here. I will be in today and tomorrow live on the Huge Show across Michigan. Wherever you're tuning in, thanks for doing that. We're gonna get back to uh talking some Michigan football, but more specifically, Jim Harbaugh, suspension, media days, uh the man is there right now, uh, and we're going to bring him in, Clayton Safey from the Wolverine on three. Uh, Clayton, first off, uh, welcome back to Indianapolis, and uh, what's what's the general vibe down there for, for Big Ten Media Days right now?
1: Yeah, well, thanks for having me. It's uh, it a little windy out here outside of the stadium, trying to get some decent service, but it's good to be back. I feel like I've been here quite a bit lately, which means Michigan's had some success, so I think... That's part of the vibe. Michigan will arrive tomorrow. Jim Harbaugh and three players. and Obviously, booming uh, are, are some questions about uh, potential suspension for him, as I'm sure we'll get into. But Ohio State uh, talking today, Michigan State talking today. So, some interesting things from, things from the rivals. Uh, we just got done listening to Ryan Day talk at length. And uh, one of the most interesting things was he would be potentially in favor of moving the Michigan-Ohio State game from the left. Week of the regular season going forward because they could potentially play two weeks in a row now that their division's going to be gone in 2024. That's right, um, and they could play again in the first round of the playoffs. That would be only a couple weeks later or later in the playoff. So uh, that's probably the most interesting thing I've heard. But you know, you, wow. get, you get a different vibe for each team, and uh, it's kind of interesting to hear where
3: everybody's at.
0: Yeah, you're, I, I can tell you're in Indianapolis, which is a city where no matter what direction you're walking, the wind is always in your face and strong. Uh, that's just that's just the way that Indianapolis is.
3: um, <laughs> yeah.
0: um So uh, that that's a very interesting thought about uh, Michigan. What do you think Michigan's take would be on possibly moving that uh, that game, the Ohio State game, from the end of the season?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Jim Harbaugh will be asked tomorrow, and I honestly, I don't know. I mean, I know he's a guy that's that loves tradition and he obviously played here and grew up as a kid here when his dad was a coach. So I, my guess for him, and this is just a guess obviously is that he would like to to keep it how it is, um, you know, but at the same time, you don't know. I mean, he's kind of unpredictable in that way. I do know that it probably won't happen uh, a change in the schedule right away. Gene Smith, Ohio state's athletic director and Ward manual, Michigan's AD said that they did talk, you know, during the, all these changes and before the schedule was released for 2024 and 2025. And they both agreed that they're going to go forward like this, playing at the end of the season. So I think, at least for now, we're not going to get a change, but I think Michigan could be open to it in the future. I mean, things are changing in college football, you know, much faster and in a way that a lot of people don't necessarily love. And this could just be one of those changes. Personally, I I'd hate to see it, but I understand it too. I mean, it could devalue the meaning of that game at the end of the regular season if they play again the next week
0: yeah that that was my initial thought too when you brought it up because i had never I had never really considered the, the prospect And my snap reaction was there's some merit to that you know especially if these are continuing to be the two elite programs in in the division i know penn state fans and michigan state fans would like to have something to say about that but uh they haven't said that enough yet to to, to dissuade that so we get we got to talk about Harbaugh uh, and the yeah. potential four game suspension. Um, can you just quickly lay out um, your understanding of what exactly happened and what, where the punishment is coming from?
1: Yeah. So uh, essentially, they were charged with some allegations earlier this off season for a few minor things, uh, a couple recruiting violations. The one that everyone's kind of cl- you know clinging on to is the potentially Harbaugh meeting recruits for a burger uh, during COVID and you weren't able to have face-to-face contact that obviously has gone viral, but a couple minor things. uh, And then the big one really, uh, you know, this would all be kind of a nothing burger, no pun intended, but Harbaugh uh, reportedly, you know, either misled investigators or really what's being reported is that he said he didn't recall these violations. They took that as a failure to cooperate with their investigation So that's kind of where we are. You know, there's been negotiations which have stalled at different points throughout the offseason. And now what I believe is is probably that the NCAA leaked this right before Big Ten Media Day, so Jim Harbaugh has to answer some questions on it. Uh, You know, he's not going to say much. Obviously, he can't, you know, as it's an ongoing investigation. Uh, But it'll put a little pressure on him to maybe just take a deal of a four-game suspension, you know, rather than maybe six or something like that. I don't know what's going to happen from there, though. I think it's a a really good question because he's unpredictable, too. I mean, people are saying that this could be agreed to, but at the same time, uh, you know, it could have been agreed to months ago as well, and, and it wasn't because it seemed like Jim Harbaugh dug his heels in. So I'm interested to see how he reacts to this tomorrow at the podium, how he answers questions on it, and then ultimately what gets done here and how quickly it gets done because he could be looking at a four game suspension to start the year. Uh, which is certainly notable.
0: Yeah, and and one of the one of the other questions that comes out of that is it sounds like a couple of the assistant coaches might catch a game as well. Uh, yes. how, how does that affect the succession plan and, and who will actually be coaching when they take the field against the Cupcake jour, uh for the first four weeks?
1: Yeah, it, it directly affects the succession plan, at least how I would project it to go. Um, and, and so that really adds another layer to this. So Sharon Moore... I would have expected to kind of take over as acting head coach. Jim Harbaugh has talked about numerous times, you know, how ready Sharon Moore is to eventually be a head coach somewhere. Um, Sharon Moore looks like he could be facing a one game suspension. Same with tight end's coach Grant Newsom. He'd be down two offensive staff members for that first week. Uh, I would assume then you go as an acting head coach on the defensive side of the ball just so you can kind of get things sorted out offensively and probably Jesse Minter, their defensive coordinator. Also, Jay Harbaugh, his son, uh, is a safeties coach and special teams coordinator. He'd be a candidate. Steve Klingscale, co-defensive coordinator. Mike Elston, a defensive line coach who's been coaching a long, long time and and has had experience as an assistant head coach at Notre Dame. So there are plenty of options there. Um, And like you said, cupcake games. I mean, they play East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers. So you do have one Big Ten game in there. But I think if you had to choose a Big Ten opponent, they'd be – the one you would choose, um, <laughs> yeah. and no offense to them, uh, you know, sorry to the Rutgers fans out there, but uh, and a, a huge part of this is that it sounds like, according to the Detroit News, that he would be suspended only on game days, not during the week, so that would make this a little bit more seamless, um, and, and that it wouldn't be as big of a deal that he's out for an entire month. It would really be four days of the month. Now, it would be the four most important days of that 28-day period, but... I think that would uh, ease the concerns a little bit on the Michigan side of things, but they got some options for for acting head coach if he were to get suspended. But uh, they're going to be down a couple offensive staff members for at least the first game. It sounds like too.
0: Yeah. Now all those games are at home, and they're going to be heavily favored in all of those. So I don't I don't suspect that you're going to feel much impact uh, on the field with it. But uh, any any off the field ripples that might happen that would impact Harbaugh more long term from this.
1: Yeah, the, the uh, other interesting piece this thing just you know continues to have different layers to it um, you know it, it really does is that one of the reasons why this big contract extension that was talked about earlier on in the offseason when he decided to come back to Michigan and kind of take his hat out of the ring for the Denver Broncos job uh, that's been on hold and from everything we've heard it's because of the NCAA stuff showing the NCAA that they're Taking this seriously, and that they're going to you know go through the process, and they're not going to give a guy who's facing a level one violation a massive contract extension. Well, if this drags out, or you know, or anything like that, um, then we could see that be put on hold. And I think if you're a Michigan fan going through what you have the last two off seasons with him flirting with the NFL, you want to get this thing signed as soon as possible. So that's something I'm watching. And then the other thing is just there's news reported on him, whether it's NFL stuff or. The NCAA stuff, anything—it's
0: all the time.
1: <laughs> there, there's just always, there's always, like you know, it's never really what's first reported that that ends up happening. I could see him not agreeing to this and dragging it out as well. Uh, it's just hard to report on him because people close to him can say one thing, but you never really know what he's going to do unless you talk to him personally, and he may even change his mind too. So that adds a, a completely different element to this as well, um, and, and I just don't know which way it's going to go, because like I said at the beginning, I think the NCAA leaked this to put pressure on him before Big Ten Media Day and with the season 38 days away.
0: Oh, for sure. There, there's no doubt about that. Um, I, I can feel the angst in your voice of, of having to, to cover a guy that's as unpredictable as that, <laughs> but it's also fun, isn't it?
1: <laughs> it is, Yeah. There's never a dull moment here. (laughs) Uh,
0: Real quick before we let you go, this is Clayton Safey uh, talking with us here on the huge show uh, from the Wolverine and and, uh, on 3 Network. Um, Any other topics that are going to come up that Harbaugh might address that would take attention away from this uh, while while he's down at media days?
1: Yeah, that they've won the Big Ten the last two years (laughs) may come up. (laughs) Just Um, a little bit, huh? (laughs) Right, and I think that's partly why the NCAA, if they leaked it, would have done that to try to you know, uh, put some pressure on them and, and bring up some other topics that, you know, will take away from the success that they've had and being the Big Ten favorite. They were just picked uh, by the Cleveland.com media poll to win the Big Ten for a third straight year. So uh, I think that is, uh, you know, in all sorts of questions about football will come up too. And frankly, I think he's not going to be able to say much on this anyway. So he'll get a few questions on it, he'll, he'll give a no comment, and then you'll kind of move on to football. And you know, I think with that, he's he's got plenty to say.
0: Yeah, and and as he should because that's a very good football team. Let, let's hope he doesn't uh, violate the no comment policy because then then you've got another you got a lot more gray hairs coming at you then. For sure. <laughs> yeah, Clayton Safey, thanks for joining us from live from Indianapolis. Enjoy your time down there. Uh, enjoy all the uh, nil uh, validation questions that are going to come to the players and and their little spiels. Uh, and and thanks for reporting on, on with us on the huge show today.
1: Appreciate
0: you having me. Have a good one. All right, Clayton Safey, good stuff there. Uh, Indianapolis. Uh, if you if you haven't ever been there, it is a city where literally no matter which way you're walking. It doesn't matter. The wind will be in your face. It will make your hair crazy. That's why I wear hats when I'm down there all the time. Hopefully Clayton's doing that as well. But uh, He's live down there. Uh, check out his coverage on the Wolverine uh, and on the on three networkcom Uh We also talked earlier with Anthony Broom, uh, given a lot of the, the same sort of vibe of we don't really know what's going to happen. We kind of have a pretty good idea. And it's a, obviously an ongoing situation. So uh, we will stay on top of it. we uh, You know what, what, Brett? Let's take a little break before we uh, wrap up this hour.
3: Everything
2: huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net.
3: Roads across the Great Lakes state can get busy. And in the summer months, those roads can get very busy. With increased traffic comes increased traffic safety concerns. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police would like to remind you that you share the road with other drivers and you share the responsibility with all of them. Wherever you may be going, we want you, all of you, to get there safe and sound. Huge
2: here for Matt Golden and his team at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. They just got exciting news. Tullymore once again has been ranked as one of America's top 100 greatest public golf courses by Golf Digest. Number 73 in America. And you can experience Tullymore if you've never played before. You need to get up there. There's a Tullymore golf course, St. Ives, 36 holes, great stay and play accommodations. Or If you just want to book a tee time, Tullymore is less than an hour north of GR. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That is TullymoreGolf.com. You can book a tee time for this summer, stay and play package throughout the end of the year, or even look ahead to 2024. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. And congrats to everybody at Telemore for being named one of America's top 100 greatest public golf courses by Golf Digest. Imagine this, winning big at
3: Soaring Eagle. Hot winds and scorching July nights. We've turned up the heat, and one lucky player every hour has the chance to win up to $5,000 in sizzling premium play. Blaze in to win red-hot prizes every Friday, 7 to 11 p.m. It's scorching July nights. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details
4: savings for all subjects when you shop back to school at Meyer. Start every day on a tasty note with Kellogg's or post-breakfast cereal for $3.49 and start shopping early with deals like select name brand and fashion backpacks for 20% off and Crayola crayons or Elmer's glue for just 50 cents. Plus, get Meyer 70-sheet notebooks for just 35 cents. Find it all in one place and for the right price at Meyer, where you pay the same low Meyer price no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusion Supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
0: Superfly Hayes living up to the moniker there. Producer of The Huge Show today. Jeff Risen sitting in for huge. Huge. Uh, We just have been talking a lot about Michigan football and problems that are going on with their head coach Jim Harbaugh and a potential suspension and I opened up Twitter or whatever it's trying to call itself now I don't even know but uh, saw saw a very uh, incendiary report from AJ Perez of front office sports about a former West Michigan coach now also in the Big Ten PJ Fleck at Minnesota is facing some pretty harsh uh, criticism. Uh, I'll I'll just read the tweet from AJ Perez here. Uh, Former University of Minnesota football players describe a toxic culture under head coach PJ Fleck in an interview with Front Office Sports, including allegations of strenuous workouts that were used as punishments and violations of NCAA guidelines. That's a very serious thing, and the NCAA, as much as I've clowned on it today, they do actually take that pretty darn seriously. Uh, I read the piece from AJ Perez. I encourage you to look at look at it at, at Front Office Sports. Talks about uh, basically Fleck being a cult leader, um, and that's not uncharacteristic. And I'm sure some people down in the Kalamazoo area might recall that a little more fondly, though, because uh, he led some, to some good wins down there. When we get back in the top of the next hour, we're going to talk with Anthony Broom from uh, The Wolverine, uh, more about the Harbaugh situation. We'll get into some Lions talk as well uh, before we call it a day here on The Huge Show.
3: Big. Bad.
2: Huge.